Hey everyone, welcome to Speaking Of, where we'll be having conversations on the process of being and becoming. I'm Charles Ladia, and for this week, we will talk about the challenges and opportunities of teaching communication and public speaking in a remote learning setup. So in the past semester, because of the pandemic, students and faculty members cannot go in the university or inside the classroom to learn and to teach. So we introduce a new form of teaching and learning, which is the remote learning setup. So what are the challenges and what are the opportunities of teaching communication and public speaking in this setup? So this episode, we will talk to three of my colleagues at the UP Department of Speech, Communication, and Theater Arts and learn with us on what are the different tactics and strategies that they employed in order to effectively teach communication in an online learning setup. So we have Sir Nico Arguelles, Sir Marvin Olaes, and Ma'am Gray and Kate Pasquale. Let's start. Welcome to Speaking Of, and thank you so much for being here with us uh, this afternoon. So first, let's ask, what is Speech 30 and what is our goal in teaching Speech 30? Speech 30 was meant to be a springboard for um, higher or more technical conversations about persuasion and public speaking. Initially, we wanted it to be a simpler version of Speech 136, which is why the original name of the subject was Speech 36. And then eventually, through the process uh, that went through the BOR, we decided to name it Speech 30. Um, since the original content of our general education class, uh, which was COM3 before, um, was already being taught in um, senior high schools, we decided that there should be a new GE course in the department, which would uh, allow students to continue their learnings from the last topic of, um, of the oral COM module. In the yes, so may focus na tayo ngayon sa rhetoric, sa persuasions, influence, and how do we use public speaking now to accommodate and to accomplish the goals that we have as sources. Si Ma'am Gray, ano nga ba yung mga usual ginagawa ng Speech 30 class before the pandemic? For me, it's very interactive no, sa classes. So, sobrang mahalaga na may interaction, may communication talaga na ongoing sa doob ng klase na very immediate yung feedback, ganyan, and very openly nakakapag-share, nakakapag-disclose yung mga students. So before the pandemic, sobrang crucial for me na uh, lahat ay actively participating sa class, proactive sa mga bagay-bagay. And yung ramdam mo, yung presence ng, pa, ng parang may community right. sa loob ng classroom. Right. Sabi nga nila magulo at maingay lagi ang mga oh. speech security classes. How about you, Sir Marvin? What are you expecting or what are the requirements that you're asking your Speech 30 students to submit before the pandemic? Before the pandemic, uh, bulk of my grading comes from how actively they participate in the activities inside the classroom. Like what Mam Gray said, uh, Speech 30 and formerly COM3, uh, it's uh, really very interactive. A lot of times it's task-based and project-based uh, where students are expected to practice and hone the four 21st century communication skills, which are communication, collaboration, critical thinking, and creative thinking. So the four uh, are integral parts of 
every speech theory classroom. We all know that uh, communication is uh, deeply ingrained in our lives. So it's very important that we practice it and not just read or listen about it. So dapat meron talaga siyang hands-on component because that's how they learn. Uh, reviewing the syllabi of different faculty members uh, throughout the my year's stay in the, univer- uh, the university and the department, I've noticed that that's our main teaching strategy, mm-hmm. that it's always uh, engaging, it's always student-centered, it's always uh, in the form of active learning. Yeah. Right. Uh, tapos collaborative talaga yung nature ng speech therapy, di ba? Um, peer-to-peer, faculty-to-peer. So a lot of students actually enjoy taking speech therapy. And then we offered it, I think 2018 was the first time we offered speech therapy. Pero last yes. year, right? 2020 was a big year for everyone. Uh, dahil nag-introduce tayo ng remote learning. So take me back to the time when UP announced na, guys remote learning tayo, wala mo nang face-to-face because of the pandemic. What was your first reaction when UP said, ituturo na ang speech 30 na remote learning? Um, yung una yung isip ko is, paano yung mga speeches? Paano natin True. siya gagawin? Kasi um, malaking part yung interaction with the audience, di ba? Doon right. sa speech na gagawin nila. And I think for a For, for quite a while, <laughs> yung question ko, up until yung right before the semester started, parang, na ano pa rin ako eh. Hindi ko pa rin sure kung, ano ba, papa-require ba ako sa kanila talaga na may speech sila. And so, for my audience ba sila? Oo. Kung, uh, will they be speaking in front of siguro household members or are they gonna do it via synchronous meeting with their classmates? Uh, yun, 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 yun yung mga questions ko. I'm gray. Same with Sir Nico noon. Question ko, is it even possible? Kasi very performance-based, ganyan. And then, kailangan talaga yung immediate feedback. Kailangan may ka-interact ka dun sa classes. So, parang ang hirap na, paano nga ba gagawing remote learning? Tapos, nabigyan pa nga tayo actually ng, ng ano no, ng, um, tawag dito ng challenge na what if, Limited yung resources ng ating mga yes. students, kung paano kung hindi natin sila ma-reach, kung paano kung purely modular, so paano na yung mangyayari, paano magkakaroon ng knowledge um, transfer, ganyan, paano natin mag-guide, paano sila makakapag-consult. So, sobrang dami, uh, ang daming aspeto ng classes na parang paano siya magiging posible. Very right. challenging siya. Ang ganda nung pinaalala ni Ma'am Gray yung modular, no? Paano nga ba siya pag completely modular? Tapos, di ba, public speaking, it also involves a lot of communication theories, applications of communication. How are you going to teach these people to deliver public speeches in front of a camera? Di ba? Nag-evolve din yung requirements of the speech 30 class. Kung so, merong camera to begin with. Yes. Yes. Diba? Right? Sir Marvin, ikaw, so what was your experience, lalo na you were very hands-on sa preparation ng lahat ng modules and lahat ng requirements natin for speech therapy? Ang pinaka-tumatak sa akin nung bago yung first semester, which is our first semester on remote learning, ang pinaka-tumatak sa akin is yung sinabi ng admin, uh, I'm sure to lift the spirits of the faculty members in this uh, in this new era. Uh, parang sinabi nila na mataas naman, uh, literature would stay, 
and we have evidence for this, that uh, remote learning is as good, if not better, than traditional learning. And I and based on literature, that is uh there's evidence for that that it's also very effective uh, but uh, what they what they're erasing from the narrative is that we never signed up for this all of the oh. students the evidence nila na yon na um, effective ang remote learning it's because they signed up for it, willingly signed up with that knowledge that i'm going to study remotely and i have the capacity and i have the resources, yes. and the willingness to be in a remote setup. The problem with that is that that's not our scenario. We are all just pushed to and forced to, to be here. Wala talaga tayong choice. And I'm sure, uh, wala rin naman kasing, hindi rin naman kasalanan ng admin natin yun. Uh, but it's just that. That's a very important nuance in this scenario. That we never signed up for this. Hindi ito yung inisip natin nung nag simula tayo mag-guru yes. sa UP. Hindi rin yan yung inisip ng mga uh, students natin nung nag-enroll sila sa UP. So this is really gonna be very challenging. Yun ang nasa isip ko nung, nung start na ito. At hindi natin pwedeng isipin na okay, okay lang yan kasi kasing effective naman ito ng face-to-face. Because yes. uh, in reality, hindi siya ganoon kasimple. We can't just connect the dots uh, na ganoon siya kasimple. So, ayun. So, uh, I think the what saved all of us is that understanding. Right. Uh, a sensitivity to the context. And we're, we're yeah. quite fast naman to adapt to all of this, uh, yeah. all of these challenges, mm-hmm. uh, to be fair with a lot of us. But of course, we also have to realize that not all faculty members and not all students can quickly adapt to these changes, diba? not just in the University yes. of the Philippines, but the universities around the world. Right? Mm-hmm. At ang ganda nung sinabi ni Sir Marvin na we are, hindi tayo, we did not choose this kind of setup, diba? it's because of the pandemic, it's because we have to teach in this kind yes. of setup. Yes, Gray? Siguro dagdag lang din, siguro yung added challenge pa is that uh, we offer the course sa mga freshmen din, yung bagong yes. students ng UP. Yes! Wala pang experience ng kung paano ba nag-work sa UP, ganyan. So parang uh, mas mahirap pa lalo i-bridge yung gap. Tapos dahil nga remote learning siya, iba't-iba talaga yung circumstances ng mga students natin. May mga, meron yung may mga access, may mga resources, meron yung mahina, yes. talaga yung signal, etc. So, sobrang, yun, yun yung mahirap kasi right. sa isang context. Right. Um, naisip ko nga yung sinabi ni Gray na accessibility, no? Kasi before, pag nasa classroom, same kayo ng environment, di ba? You have the mm. same access. Parang choice mo na lang kung makikinig ako or hindi sa, sa teacher ko. But then, in terms of the remote learning setup, there were a lot of um, differences that emerged and a lot of different inequalities that emerged inside the online learning classroom. Sir Marvin? Mm. Dagdag ko rin lang dun sa challenge na hinarap natin sa public speaking specifically. And I think in the department as a whole is that one of the uh, central features of our discipline, both speech and theater, is the liveness of it. Yes. And nagbabago na rin naman ang definitions na yan throughout the years. Hindi lang naman tayo nakakulong doon sa label na yon. But I believe that it's still one of the things that make our... Uh, that distinguish our discipline compared to others. For example, in the communication discipline, uh, ang naiiba tayo kasi ang mga tinuturo natin nakafocus sa yung li- aliveness aspect. Yes. Interpersonal, group, uh, even public speaking as compared to mass communication na merong 
medium. Although, of course, yes. nag, uh, nagbablur na rin naman yung lines na yan. Meron na rin tayo mga digital components and other uh, materials, other artifacts. Pero isa yun sa mga pinaka nasa gitna eh. Nung, lalo na when we were designing our curriculum. Lahat ng uh, topics, lahat ng ating mga activities kasama palagi yung liveness na yon ng mga taong involved in the process. So, yun ang una na parang paano natin dadalhin yan sa remote True. learning. Tama si Sir Marvin, lalo na speech communication is all about talaga face-to-face interaction. So, yung idea ng face-to-face is something that we problematized in the last few months that mm-hmm. we are uh, teaching it in remote learning. So, one of the few articles that I've read before the start of the semester was that Teaching public speaking online, it's not a revision of the course. It's not a revision of the syllabus. It's technically designing a new program, which is public speaking. So how did you redesign Speech 30 to respond to the pandemic, to respond to the remote learning setup? One of the, one of the biggest challenges would be the balance between interaction um, among students and um, yung kanilang freedom to work at their own pace because um, it's very difficult. It's gonna be very difficult. Let's say, isis um, mapinagisipin ko is maggroup work basila or magprepare work basila. But then again, there are a number of students in my classes that do not have great access to internet. There are I I can think of top of mind. I can think of two students who need to go to a certain place in their barangay dahil doon lang merong ano, doon right. lang may signal. So, um, isang malaking challenge yun. Yes. Ang naging solution ko lang doon is um, to allow students to submit the, their requirements whenever they can. Hindi ako naglagay ng uh, talagang hard deadlines per, per week na kailangan nila magsabit ng kanilang mga assessments. Ginawa ko, yung pinaka-deadline lang talaga nila would be at the end of the semester, which also produces lots of problems because mm-hmm. um, a lot of students also just submitted at the end, which yes. caused... But that also uh, reflects the sure situation of the student, yeah. diba? Yes, yes, yes. It, it really reflects yung... And may mga students na ano, yung, nag-message talaga sa akin na, Sir, pasensya na po, hindi po ako makapag-send this week. Um, papalala ko na lang sa kanila na ah, okay lang yan kasi sa dulo pa naman talaga yung uh, yung deadline natin. So, right. yun yung naging solution ko. And pagdating dun sa ano, sa spoken uh, parts dapat, yung mga speeches ganyan, ang ginawa ko sa klase ko is yung written part ng speech, written version ng speech, yun yung required na mag-submit sila sa akin. And then, if they want to submit a video of them uh, doing the speech so I can give comments on their uh, performance, gain yung mga non-verbals nila, para language, uh, they're free to do so, and then I will give them comments based on that. Pero hindi ko nagawang mag-require ng talagang speech, live or video ng speech nila. What I did was, I had to redefine what audience and platform what an audience is and what a platform is. Uh, these are integral parts of speaking, the audience and the platform of the speaker. So kung dati, doon sa dati nating speech 30, it's the 
uh, live audience, immediate audience doon mismo sa classroom and the platform would be uh, the front of the stage or the performance area, front of, uh, the front part of the classroom or the performance area or microphone kung meron man and the main instrument which is the body of the speaker. This time we had to redefine that and we have to extend it. and contextualize it to a remote learning setup. What does that mean? So medyo mahirap na reframing ito kasi nga pag sinabi nating public speaking, una nating iisipin, stage audience, as in kaharap mo sila. So, um, and I think that that does something to this, the knowledge of that, yung definition of audience and platform, has a big role in the speaker's psyche. kung paano niya sasabihin ng message niya, kung paano siya gagalaw, how the person would conduct himse- themselves. Uh, so, yun ang pinakauna kong, na medyo aminado ako, nahirapan ako. Kasi, ang tagal na natin tinuturo to na automatic na yan. Eh. Public speaking, eto na siya. Eto, eto yung setup. You'd imagine it on the spot. So, that re- redefinition involved a lot of reading of what is the audience in the digital landscape. Um, nasaan sila, ang audience na ito, nasaan naabot ang message ko, paano umaabot ang message doon, at paano ba nare-receive yung message kung yes. ang audience ko ay remote din at, at virtually connected din lang. Kasi di ba dati, parte rin ang pagiging audience yung kasami mga katabi kayo. Yes. That means how you respond to the speaker is also... governed by certain rules that you've set in that physical space. So dahil nga, ang audience nila ay nasa kanya-kanya mga bahay na rin. Meron silang tinatawag na parang mas in- unindividuated na sila na hin- I'm, I'm no one. Hindi niyo kilala. So kaya kitang murahin, kaya kitang, kaya ko matulog na lang. So that connection and that knowledge of the definition of audience and the speaker's platform. Katulad ngayon, nahihirapan ako mag- magsalita sa tatingin ba ako sa camera o titingin ba, ba ako sa inyo. Di ba yung mga ganyang aspeto? Masyado bang malakas yung boses ko, naririnig ba ako ng nanay ko sa kabilang room? So, all of these things play a part in my head as a, as a speaker. So, yung reframing na yun, uh, it was a big challenge. It was a very yes. big challenge, and I am really not sure if I was able to help my students reframe also their understanding of public speaking. And if ever all of this changes, I'm not sure if we could come back to the classroom, if we'd be able to transfer that learning into a different setup, different from a Zoom setup. Ayun po. Thank you. Thank you. Ang gandang realization din ng audience at ng platform. No? These are basic pero very difficult questions to answer or to ask someone teaching public speaking online. What about so how did I redesign Speech 13 or actually my classes for remote learning? Sobrang hirap kasi ako mismo parang ang hirap mag-adjust. So parang nilagay ko yung sitwasyon ko, yung sarili ko dun sa sitwasyon ng students. So actually meron akong parang na-create na redefined pedagogy. Pedagogy. <laughs> redefined pedagogy. So yun yung naging guiding principles ko sa pag-redesign ng mga classes. Ano, ano, can you give us some keywords of that redefined pedagogy para alam ng mga listeners na? Of course. Keywords <laughs> lang ah. <laughs> so three. <laughs> Guiding principles. 
to first uh, advocate um, community resiliency model skills. Kasi ito, um, very important sa akin dahil nga pandemic to, ibang-iba talaga siya sa lahat ng na naging sitwasyon natin, sa lifetime natin, I think. So very important sa akin kung paano tayo makakapag-adjust, paano tayo magiging resilient sa panahon ng pandemic, at kung paano yung well-being ng both, no, ng teacher, ako mismo, tsaka yung student. So yun yung first and foremost, yun yung lagi kong hina-highlight, yung importance ng mental health, ng ng wellness ng bawat isa. So, I situate na yung mga modules, yung mga synchronous optional na classes, ganyan yung mga lessons. Lagi naka-highlight doon yung importance nun. Second is yung to simplify life. So, kung dati parang kailangan may live speech, di ba? Kailangan mas immediate yung feedback, kailangan mas madami yung class interaction, ganyan, yung collaboration. So, nagkaroon ako ng pag-a-adjust in terms of yung minimum expectation. Yung simplihan lang natin, di ba? Na kasi dahil nga ganito yung sitwasyon, mahirap na um, pakomplikaduhin pa natin no, na mag-aim tayo ng mas madami pa or ng mas mabigat pa or ng mas malalim pa. So, yun, yung minimum expectation, minimum requirement, and then I also encourage yung rawness or yung um, yung presence ng noise in all forms, di ba? So, kung kunyari, pag nagsisynchronous classes or kunyari sa mga uh, output nila, di ba? Video man yan or audio recorded man yan. Kung may ingay man, may tumitilaok na manok, may sumisigaw na kapitbahay, may aso na tumatahol, that's totally fine. With Welcome me. silang lahat sa klase. Oo, diba? Yung mga ganun, parang hindi sila mag-alangan kasi lahat nga mm-hmm. nag-a-adjust. So, yun, to, to simplify life lang. So, kung ano lang yung kayang ibigay dun sa given moment, sa given context, okay lang yun. And then yung third is to humanize learning. So, I tried, we tried to empower everyone to maximize yung unique context and yung yes resources na meron sila. So, kasi, di ba, parang kung dati kasi sa iisang classroom, posibleng pare-pareho tayo ng access, pare-pareho tayo ng understanding kung ano nga ba yung communication and persuasion given yung context natin, di ba, meron tayong um, concrete na isa lang na example. Dito, parang mas kailangan mag-humanize yung learning doon sa mismong context nila. So, for example, yung communication sa, sa context na to, for example, tayo, um, meron tayong enough na resources sa internet, sa ganitong uh, digital platform, pero posibleng sa isang student na uh, walang access sa internet or sa mga gadget ay iba yung um, meaning ng communication yes. or ng persuasion. So, yun, ini-encourage ko. And then kung ano man yung available na resources sa kanila, so for example, um, persuade these people, paano ba nagkakaroon ng persuasion doon sa current context ninyo, di ba? So for example, yung just the usual conversation sa harap na or sa kapagkainan, ganyan. So ini-encourage natin yun. And of course, yung uh, importance ng compassion all throughout yes. the semester. So, so I think... Ma- So, Ma'am Gray, you will also bring all of these key statements or supporting statements to next semester as well. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So, napakinggan ko yung mga inputs nyo on the redesigning speech, on redesigning speech 30 syllabus. And one of the things that I realized is that grabe din yung pag-build ng trust natin sa mga students at yung trust ng students sa atin. Diba? Kasi natatandaan nyo, ang prank before sa UP is Uh, papasok yun daw yung faculty member tapos nakapambahay lang siya tapos siya pala yung yung professor eh ngayon di ba pag online learning hindi mo alam kung siya ba talaga yung professor or nakiupo lang siya in front of the screen in front of the zoom so nawa andun pa rin yung idea na prank ba siya o totoo ba siya at yung trust pala ay very difficult lalo na you're trusting the students to that they are listening as well kahit na mga mukha lang nila because we don't uh, usually ask them to turn their videos on kapag 
online meetings. So, but let's focus now on a bit more positive aspect of the pandemic and the online learning. What do you think are the opportunities that remote learning setup gave you as instructors? Nandun pa sa trust yung isip ko eh. Kasi maganda yung... Maganda, oh, maganda yung trust, no? Sige, go. Pwede mo rin naman i-expound pa. So, I think the... One of the opportunities is to... Uh, is for us to look at... Yung dating sa nandoon na dati sa classroom natin at kung paano natin sila pwede magamit ngayon. Balikan natin yung sinabi mo kanina tungkol sa trust. Naalala ko lang si Dr. Bulan. Sinabi niya before, yung leading with the speed of trust. And that is very important. Um, one of the forecasts for the future ng mga futurists ay yung a different form of trust. Uh, not only inside the classroom, but everywhere. I mean, uh, digital banking, yes. the, the amount of trust, bago, bago, ko talaga, bago talaga ako mag-gcash, bago ako mag, kung hindi nag-pandemic, hindi ako matututo ng lahat ng yan. And I think it's just that. It's just really trusting it. Uh, na, Uh, na lumi- transfer yung pera, yes. na pag nilagay mo yung number niya lang, dadar- magkakapag-send ka na talaga. So, it's really a different form of trust and I think one of the opportunities is to uh, to look at the tools that we had pre-pandemic and see what we can recalibrate, what we can reuse and upcycle for this, uh, for this transitionary period during right. the pandemic and how we can use it to our advantage. Um, kunyari dun sa trust na yun, inside the classroom, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the aspects of the classroom talaga very much directed, very much related to trust is assessment. Kahapon may nakita ako sa tweet na parang they, uh, meron silang exam and everybody, listen to this, sobrang tindi nito. Um, bago sila mag-exam, so for example, today exam nila, they, all, they, they had to log in one hour before. Why? Because the teacher would, one by one, check the student's room kung may ibang tao. Titignan daw yung ceiling, yung floor, yung table, even the pockets of the Gabi. students. Bawal lang naka-watch. Bawal na naka... And you'd spend one hour. That's one hour of your life. Che- frisking. Frisking tawag doon, di ba? Yung parang mm-hmm. nagkakapa. Students. Virtually. And... Naisip ko, that's one hour of precious time na sana nagpahinga ka or nag-relax ka. And even the yes. students, parang ang hirap. So it's really re, um, redefining assessments. Paano ba natin pwedeng ilagay yung trust natin sa setup na ito para makapag-assess ng mas epektibo? Because if you think about it, um, objective assessments won't work in remote setups. Kasi, sige, one hour, i-check, kay, for example, kay Nico. Okay, Nico, patingin nga niya namang aparador mo, baka may nakatago dyan, mumubulong-bulong sa'yo. Oh, patingin ng floor, oh, baka may, <laughs> di ba? Yeah. Ang, ang tindi, oh, tapos nilipat na ako kay Charles. So, habang na, nasa sa'yo ko, Charles, pwede na siyang kubuha ng kodigo oh. niya. Ilabas niya, ilabas niya yung libro niya dito. Oh, nakapatong sa laptop ko, libro. Mga libro to, thesis ko, mga libro, pero hindi nyo alam. Kasi, hindi naman nakikita. Ito lang nakikita nyo. So, what does that ha- say about the setup? And how can we use that in uh, in assessments? So, siguro yun na isa sa mga opportunities that there are certain things in our past that are not working anymore. Hindi na talaga siya nag-work. And this time, we are given this opportunity to redesign and we have the power to scrap things that are not working anymore and start from something 
else, something new para pagkalabas natin dito sa pandemic na to, uh, meron naman tayong naipundar para mas maganda na yung magiging classroom setup natin in the future. Right. Specific, yun ang medyo recently assessments yung pinaka-pinag-iisipan ko eh. Kasi, wala, mahirap, mahirap na talaga siya. It's, uh, it's really a different ball game And yes. uh, the opportunity is to retool and recalibrate. Yes. Yun. Para nagpapatong-patong yung challenges and opportunities then no? So the challenges are coming, so you also need to respond to it right away so that it can become an opportunity. Lalo yes. yung assessment, no? Sobrang dami. I, I'm sure uh, it's not just in communication, but in a lot of different different disciplines, the idea of assessment, of evaluating students' mm-hmm. learning, uh, that tends to be either a challenge or an opportunity for them. Oh. Siguro sa assessment, no, na kailangan mo na lang din talagang uh, ipagkatiwala or um, magtiwala rin mo sa capacity ng students to learn on their own. Bilang remote learning nga siya, di ba? We provide all the possible resources that we could give them. But at the end of the day, kailangan mo silang paniwalaan, kailangan mo silang pagkatiwalaan na mag-aaral sila. And siguro lagi din yung binabanggit ko sa students na I trust that they will learn beyond the modules that we provide them. Yes. Beyond the platform, beyond the LMS, beyond the semester. Kasi I think more than anything naman, yung mahalaga na ma-empower sila na na ma-empower sila na pinagkakatiwalaan natin sila na kaya nila maging accountable para sa right. pagkatuto talaga nila at sa pagpapabuti nila. Right. Ayun. yung iba pang opportunities na binigay ng remote learning dito sa pandemic during the pandemic is to rediscover myself. Wow, <laughs> rediscover myself. As And, an instructor, as an individual. Kasi parang for the longest time, well, for the longest time, so, almost four years na rin ako nagtuturo na, I mean, in the traditional setup. And, um, yun, madidiscover mo na, ah, kaya mo naman palang mag-adjust din sa ganito. Yes. Kaya magturo sa ganito. And then, siguro yung uh, mga personalities din, yung mga values, ganyan, and yung mga habits na pwede rin ma-create, ma-recreate, ma-critique, ganyan. So, Uh, alam kilala uh, kilala niyo ako di ba mostly na parang ako yung sobrang strict sa deadlines mm. sobrang perfectionist ganyan sobrang ano sa kinto details dapat ganito ganyan pero nung pandemic sobrang ibang iba talaga kasi dapat kailangan organized di ba kailangan ito ito siya pero the pandemic mm. challenged me no to go beyond that to rediscover na, myself na parang kaya naman pala na yes. mas maging resilient mas mag-adjust kung kaya na kailangan kasi hindi lang din pandemic may mga typhoon pa na dumating yes. dami pang mga naging challenges so yung opportunities also is yung yung fluid method methods, fluid methodologies along the way na kailangan mong mag-adjust accordingly para ma-accommodate yung sarili mo din, no? yung limitations mo, and also yung limitation ng situation and yung limitations ng students. Right. Ang ganda nung sinabi ni Gray na that you trust these students to learn beyond the remote learning setup. Kasi it's the, technically it's the same sa face-to-face teaching, yeah. di ba? You trust them, that you trust that they become lifelong learners. You trust them mm-hmm. that beyond the classroom, they become active learners as well. And ang ganda din reminder na you, ha- you have to be open to surprises. Lalo na hindi lang remote learning yan as what Gray mentioned. Sobrang dami nating pinagdaanan ng first semester. How about you, Sir Nico? What are the opportunities that you found in remote learning setup? I think uh, without going through the things that have already been said, uh, that one great opportunity during this pandemic would be to be more deliberate in teaching. 
um, when I was writing the different modules, not only for Speech 30, but my other classes as well, I found myself really rethinking about what I say inside the classroom. And I learned that it's very easy, um, especially when you talk about conventional methods of instruction, it's very easy to be lax and complacent when you speak inside the classroom. But when you are relying on modules, at modules lang, if you're relying on modules to serve as your presence doon sa life ng student during the pandemic, kailangan walang natatapon doon sa sinasabi mo. Eh. Um, everything that you write down must be deliberate. Um, the next uh, opportunity for me is to improve when it comes to immediacy. Sa speech 180, sa instructional com, di ba? We have that concept of immediacy, which is the psychological closeness of the teachers and the students. Right now, I think there is a very good struggle for us to be more connected with our students. Um, and I think that we are uh, we're owning up to the task of being yes. more immediate, whether it may be through emails. Di ba? Minsan, ang haba ng mga emails natin sa students yes. natin dahil gusto natin ma-explain bawat isa. Kasi we're not there. We're not, um, we're not beside them which is what we would like to, to be, diba? That's something that we would love to have during this time. Um, na makausap natin sila ng talagang harap-harapan, but it's not there. Um, the challenge of immediacy, I think, is something that should spur everyone, every teacher to be um, more compassionate, um, more, uh, uh, more deliberate in their teaching strategies because the students have to feel that we care for them. Um, kahit pa mag, sa pagsusulat ko lang ng modules, minsan naglalagay ako doon ng mga jokes na hindi ko sure kung magigets ng mga students ko. Kasi gusto ko mag-joke, pero hindi ko magawa yun kung hindi naman kami laging nagkikita. Yes. So may mga bits and pieces ako doon na feeling na sana mag-gets nila na um, You're trying your best to connect. Medyo... Yes, that that's it. And the the process, the journey is the, is, is the struggle. And our willingness to struggle in this pandemic, I think, um, allows us to be more mindful of how we teach. Yes. And how important our students really are to our lives. Diba? Parang, mm. nung hindi na tayo nagtuturo, mas na-realize, I'm sure I'm speaking for every teacher when I say this, nung hindi na tayo nagtuturo face-to-face, mas na-realize natin na sobrang namimiss ko yung mga sadyante ko. Sobrang namimiss ko yung mga time na nagtatawanan kami sa loob ng classroom. And I think every single teacher would look forward to the day na makita ulit natin sila. Yes. That cannot happen now, but that shouldn't stop us from finding new ways to connect to them. Yes. Ang ganda ng mga sinabi niyong opportunities. And it's good to see that in spite of the challenges, right, despite the challenges that we are facing, we see parang the silver lining, the opportunities to bring with us uh, and improve our classes for next semester. So uh, for the last part of our discussion, uh, in this episode, ito one statement lang, a one sentence statement lang. And let's see uh, your uh, advice and your uh, lessons uh, in terms of remote learning. So the first one is, one if there is one lesson that you learned in teaching communication online that you will bring next semester, what would that lesson be? I think it's communicate compassion. Ako siguro, um, sometimes we forget that you have to be gentle to your students, but also be gentle to yourself. Diba? Ang daming opportunities that we also need to be good to ourselves or else 
hindi tayo magiging mas mabuti sa mga estudyante natin. Sir Nico? Um, for me, I think uh, yung dadalin kong lesson or yung mindset ko is to just keep trying um, because we make lots of mistakes <laughs> yes. I I during the first semester. Yes. But I don't want to stop trying yes. because at the end of the day, para sa atin to and para sa students natin to. Thank you, Sir Nico. Sir Marvin? Siguro, uh, siguro ang natutunan ko ngayong pandemic na madadala ko sa classroom next se- na- pagkatapos nito ay choose your battles. Mm. Yan. Cho- okay. Siguro yan. Hindi ko, ayoko na i-explain. Choose your battles. Okay. If there's one advice that you would give a teacher in a remote learning setup, what would that be? You don't have to get it right the first time. For me, uh, simple lang. Breathe. Yun lang. Sir Marvin? It's okay to ask for help. And final question for our podcast is, what is one advice that you would give to students who are studying remotely? Tama si Ma'am Gray kanina, no? While you were thinking. Parang the freshies. Ibang-iba sa kanila to kasi they're expecting that they're walking around the Akad Oval, taking a photo with the oblation, or being in the main library, pero na- nasa bahay ka lang studying. So what is one advice that you would like to give a student who is studying remotely? So, ang gusto ko lang sana sabihin sa kanila ay your teachers are here for you. And we care for you. Thank you, Sir Nico. <laughs> Siguro sa akin, uh, one at a time. Mm-hmm. One module man yan, one requirement man yan, yes, one subject yes. at a time. One so romantic partner at a time. <laughs> Tama yun. <laughs> uh, siguro, siguro ako ang masasabi ko sa mga estudyante ay relax ka lang. Okay lang yan. Yun. Yun. Thank you very much, Sir Marvin, Sir Nico, and Ma'am Gray. I learned a lot from our discussion and na-uplift din yung aking uh, teacher self, lalo na in preparing for our uh, classes next semester. So thank you so much, guys, for listening to Speaking Of, and we will see you in our next episode. Thank you! Thanks! Thanks!